Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We're joined by PJ Thomas. She is uh, the editor behind Pathfinder's Travel Magazine for People of Color, which uh, was published through 2022. She continues her focus on travel and joins us to talk about Black destinations you should not miss. PJ, good morning. Good morning, Solomon, and good morning, Philadelphia. How are you? I'm fantastic this morning. God is so good. There you go. All the time. So um, there are a number of places that that we should not miss. Um, you had a, you had a whole list of these places. How would you go about curating these places, these black destinations that we should not miss? Well, over the 25 years that we published Pathfinders, I had personally visited these places. And I get so excited about Black history, both here in the country and out of the country. And in publishing the magazine, we wanted to bring this information to our readers. Okay. And so um, you you uh, picked a number of these places. And at one time you had 100. How'd you go about whittling those places down to the must-see places? Well, I, I started it. Just like if you would start the history of America. And I started in places like the slave ports, Annapolis, South Carolina, Mobile, Alabama, and started with those places. Of course, you have to put a lot of the museum. And I want to say that it's not just about, you know, it's not just about slavery and our enslavement here in America. But there is a lot of, of, of joy that's celebrated in these 100 places, like the Muhammad Ali Museum or the Tina Turner House, uh, places like that. B.B. Yeah, King, the Blues Trail, uh, Memphis Blues Street. Uh, I'm sorry, Bill Street, uh, the Pullman Porter Museum. So it's not it's not all, you know, uh, uh, slavery because our history is more than just slavery. Yeah. So give us, let's start with uh, a place that I, I know you're very excited about, a place called Sullivan's Island. Tell us about yeah, that place. Yeah, Sullivan, uh, uh, Solomon, uh, the Pathfinders, we, we still have the Pathfinders Travel and Tour Group, and the Pathfinders Tour Group um, is going to be in South Carolina next week. Uh, we're going to be there uh, to see the new international African-American Museum that opened last year. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, I would encourage people, people say, oh, I've been to Charleston, I've been to Charleston. But th- th- Charleston is one thing. Have you been to Sullivan's Island? Now, Sullivan's Island, and I cringe when people uh, write this or say this, they say that it was the Ellis Island for uh, black people, for enslaved black people. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Ellis Island. People didn't come with suitcases. People didn't come uh, with their families. People didn't come, you know, with a ticket to come to New York City uh, and, and, and sail by the Statue of Liberty and be happy that they arrived on the shores of America. When black people came to Sullivan's Island, they were brought there in slave ships. And it has been estimated that between 40 to 60 percent of black people and maybe even higher were can trace an ancestor, uh, including First Lady Michelle Obama, including P.J. Thomas, 
can trace their ancestor through the port of Charleston. And what they were pestilence houses, what that means is, um, you know, when they brought, were bringing their cargo, uh, they didn't want that cargo to, to infect anybody. They didn't want that cargo, uh, to come with the diseases and infect the people of Charleston. So they would unload that cargo and they would leave them there and they would inspect them. And I know all of this sounds horrible, but as we know, slavery was a horrible institution. So they would inspect them. And then from there, they would transport them down to the slave mark, which you can still see in Charleston, and they would be sold to, to points everywhere. We got to remember that Charleston was one of the richest colonies in the Americas. And it was one of the richest uh, colonies because so many Africans came there with their knowledge of iron, with their knowledge of rice planting, with their knowledge of, of, uh, cultivating, uh, cotton, uh, with their knowledge of, of how to dye, uh, clothes with indigo. Um, so it's a very, very important part of our history. And <clears throat> there is finally, uh, markers there it, uh, from the National Park Service that you can go to Sullivan's Island and you can actually uh, see the markers. I dare you to go there and uh, leave with a dry eye. Mm. It, it's just uh, it's just a, a, a spiritual place for me. Mm-hmm. Also on Sullivan's Island is what is called the bench by the side of the road. And it's nothing more than simply a little a little bitch bench and I'll put that on the uh, the website as well. Mm-hmm. And there is the Tony Morrison Society and they placed that bench there because it comes from a poem by Tony Morrison where she talked about you know there are no monuments you know to the enslaved people to the to the tens and hundreds of thousands. There's no monument, there's no skyscraper. There's not even a bitch by the side of the road mm. to memorialize these people. Mm-hmm. So that's what that means. Wow. So I just really, really would encourage people to go and, and perhaps we can get together at some point and maybe WURD could, you know, even do a trip down there because it's really something to, to see as well as the other plantations. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I didn't want to visit plantations. Yeah. And I've got a, you know, plantations on the larger, uh, uh, 100 sites mm-hmm. but you you really learn your history and you really appreciate what your ancestors went through yeah and how they survived i don't know how they survived i really don't yeah you know it's a lot it's a lot so tell us about beale street in, in memphis oh now beale street in memphis mm-hmm. um i had the pleasure of, of uh interviewing a gentleman he's he's long past now he was 82 uh, 20 years ago when i interviewed him and he, in his, in his little draw, he was a photographer, Ernest Withers. Um, you can Google him and he has a collection of photographs, uh, from Bill Street, the civil rights movement, Dr. King. Um, just, just, he, he, he was everywhere during that particular time. And he said, well, it wasn't really anything special about Bill Street. He said every city had a street. Mm-hmm. He said Philly had a street. I think I guess it was South Street here. I didn't grow up here. Uh, Arkansas had a street. You know, 
all major cities had a street, and that street was where black people went. They went to shop. They went to uh, clubs. They went to enjoy themselves. Um, <clears throat> perhaps they hung out. Excuse me, so. <clears throat> Excuse me, listeners. I'm getting over a bad bout of bronchitis. So that's what Bill Street was to Memphis. It was a place where people hung out. It was also a place where they had a lot of the blues clubs. So when people came to to play the blues and and the blues developed, it developed on the banks of the muddy Mississippi in Bill Street. Today, of course, Bill Street is very, very touristy. You know, mm -hmm. things change. Uh, very, very touristy. Uh, you can maybe find one, maybe two of the old uh, black clubs that uh, people and the blues artists used to go to. You can still hear some good blues on, on Bill Street, mm -hmm. but certainly it's, it's nothing like it was in the 50s or the 60s or the 40s. But uh, still still something to, to behold. And of course, you know, in, in Memphis, you've got the Civil Rights Museum and, and everything where Dr. King was killed. Mm. Um, another powerful, powerful place. Uh, to go see. You know what's deep is is the the juxtaposition of, of those two things. You have black people creating the blues um, and and having that come out of Memphis. And then you have this tragedy uh, with, with Dr. King come out of Memphis as well. Yes, 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 hmm. yes. And to 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 be able to stand and to look out of a window the way that they've got it, uh, to look out of a window and imagine, um, you know, James Earl Ray um, pointing his rifle um, at the Lorraine Motel. And the Lorraine Motel, they kept that facade and they kept that room just as uh, Dr. King left it. So when you see that iconic photo of everybody pointing and Dr. King has been shot, um, and then you see that hotel room <clears throat> where his food was left uneaten. Uh, you, you know, you've got to see these things. But, but more important, you know, we've, we've got to take our children. You know, it's okay to take them to King's Dominion and all of those places in the summer. But, you know, make a point of, of, of taking your children to see some of these black history sites. They've got to know their history. And they've got to know um how important here, you know, here in this country. Yeah. So, you know, one of one of the other things I want to talk about is, is some of the things that we have here in the north. Of course, our history, uh, much of it in, in the south in this country. But there are some places up north as well. What What's one of those places? Well, uh, right there in Germantown, uh, there is uh, called the Johnston House right on the corner of Washington Lane and um, Germantown Avenue. And that was a very, very important place um, that the, the, the family there was part of the Underground Railroad. They were part of the whole abolitionist movement. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of black people that, uh, you know, people think that the Underground Railroad was, you know, people just, you know, walking and walking. It, it was more than that. It was people being uh, 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 scurried to freedom. On, on ships and boats, um, you know, the maritime industry played a big part in the abolitionist movement and the, the, the escape to freedom. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times where you would see bodies of water, um, you would know that they played a part 
in the freedom for the black people. So the Johnson House um, was one of those stops where they would uh, you know, sequester the people and um, then move them on north because, you know, at, at some point uh, there were a lot of freedom, uh, not freedom, uh, 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 slave catchers yeah. in, in Philadelphia, roaming around in Philadelphia. So you were subject to be captured either free or, or in, informally enslaved from the streets of, of, of Philadelphia, from the streets of Boston, from the streets of New York. So a lot of them did not stop. They went to Canada. We, we did a cruise, God, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I. And uh, we took a little short cruise to Nova Scotia because we weren't sure we were going to like cruising, our very first cruise. And when we got into Nova Scotia and got off the ship, there's a black woman there holding a sign. It said Black History Tour. And we're like, what? Black mm. History Tour? You know, and this is from a person that studied history, you know, that was going to major in history. So we walked over to her, one of the best black history tours. And she took us to sites there in Canada where a lot of the black people settled because it was not safe to even stop in New York or to stop in Boston. A lot of times you had to keep going, you know, particularly if you're if you're a slave uh, owner was someone like George Washington and, and Martha Washington, who really, really wanted you back. And you were only judge, you know, and you were escaping. You just had to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got some places that are tied to slavery and to the Underground Railroad. But you also have some places that are that are tied to some other things as well. What, what's another place that we, we well, should not miss? One of, one of my favorite, favorite museums is in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You've got the Muhammad Ali Museum. I stayed in there. The first time I went, I stayed in there just all day. I, I You know, I was a big Ali fan. My father was a big, you know, Friday night fight kind of, you know, I sit and, you know, watch Friday night fights with him. Mm-hmm. So just loved, loved that museum. Very interactive. Uh, it's about three stories of, of, of history and artifacts and uh, just telling the times, you know, of that particular era. Lo and behold, I'm walking through the museum and I walk out and who do I bump into but the champ? Mm. I thought I'd lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, mm. so he was, uh, you know, going through Parkinson's then. So he wasn't, you know, as vocal. But, uh, you know, it was just still such a treat. I, I mean, you know, I'd seen him. I used to live in Chicago and I had, you know, seen him in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when he wasn't fighting. That was the time that, uh, you know, he was really fighting to get his, 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 his right to fight back when they took his title from him. Yeah. But, that's a wonderful the Pullman Porter Museum mm-hmm. in Chicago is another just feel good museum. The Pullman Porters, uh, you know, were, were the men that, as they used to call them, George. If, if you ever get a chance, watch this movie. I think it's called Ten Thousand Men Named George. Yeah. yeah. And um, it tells the story of the Pullman Porters who who worked on the trains and trains. You know that that was the mode of travel during that time and they were the ones that you know that served and you know the overnight trains they were the ones that would turn down the beds and uh the people would call them george you know mm-hmm. i mean 
God forbid that you ask me my name, you know, I'll just call you George. Mm -hmm. So um, it tells the story of those men, but those were proud black men. And if you had a a job on the railroad as a Pullman porter, you were somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, and it also tells the story of the, how the Chicago defender uh, would uh, give the newspapers to these men. And these men's men would take these papers all down south and out west, uh, disseminating the news uh, through this um, basically an underground network. Mm-hmm. And they were responsible for, you know, for a lot of people in the south saying, you know, I think I want to go there. Uh, yeah. Enough walking behind this mule, enough picking this cotton, enough being treated like this, enough being uh, subjected to uh, to this kind of treatment. I want to go north. And it was responsible for a lot of people uh, participating in the movement uh, from the north to the south. So that's another just absolutely great, great museum. Wow. This is this is all such um, such rich information. Now, is is there one other place in Philadelphia uh, that that you would recommend on your list? Well, there's a place called the Lest We Forget Museum. It has slavery and Jim Crow memorabilia. Another favorite place of mine. Um, right now, they're uh, located on, well, it's actually, if anyone knows where Uncle Bobby's, it's right next to Uncle Bobby's on um, a little side street. And I, I don't want to say the name of the street, but, uh, you know, Google it because I'm not really sure. And I don't it's Church Lane. They're on Church yeah, Lane. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, right off of Germantown Avenue on Church Lane. Um, so you go down some steps and you walk in, you walk into, uh, the Lest We Forget Museum. And it's been curated by Gwen and Joe Ragsdale. Uh, Joe actually started curating this collection, started uh, collecting, uh, this collection. Uh, they even have a Klansman robe mm-hmm. there. And um, uh, uh, they like to tell the story. They were out exhibiting their collection. And this uh, white guy just kept, young white guy kept walking back and forth, walking back and forth. And But he would never come over to the, you know, to the table. So finally, he came over to the table and he said, uh, listen, um, I, I don't know how to say this, but um, I've got a clan robe that belonged to my grandfather. And I'd like to donate it to you if you're interested in having it. He said that the story goes that his grandfather had come in from doing the work that Klansmen did. Mm. And he was complaining that that, I don't, I don't know, you can bleep this out if, 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 if it's not uh, appropriate. But he was saying that that nigger got blood on my robe. And um, you can actually see the robe that the grandfather wore. You can see slave shackles. One of the saddest things in the world is to see slave shackles that were meant for four-year-olds, five-year-olds, mm-hmm. six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. It literally, you, to see uh, Jim Crow uh, memorabilia about postcard, about uh, alligator bait, yeah. and they're talking about using uh, babies or infants. Yeah. Uh, to catch alligators. It's 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 unbelievable is what it is. Yeah. I mean, but you know, Kamala Harris said <laughs> we don't 
we don't have that. We didn't have that kind of problem here in this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't built towards the racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, start right here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, the kids are coming up on spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got the Marion Anderson House, mm-hmm. uh, another beautiful, beautiful museum. It's under restoration right now. Right. But um, hopefully when that reopens, you know, people will, will, you know, take their children and learn about our history, our beautiful black history. It is beautiful and, and we need to know it. So we, we got to get ready to go, but we need a number or or some way where people can get more information, get in touch with you and learn more about these fascinating places. I want people to email me. Okay. Uh, we're working on the website, but I want people to, to email me. And that email address is PJ, like pajamas. PJ Thomas 807 at Gmail. That's the short one. I've got a longer one that's associated with the magazine, but that's the short one. PJ Thomas 807 at Gmail. Email me. We can stay in touch. And uh, let's discover some of this great black history together. Love it, love it, love it. That's PJ Thomas. She is the editor behind Pathfinder's Travel Magazine for People of Color, published up through 2022. She continues her focus on travel um, and joined us to talk about black destinations you should not miss. You can email her um, at pjthomas807 at gmail.com. PJ, thanks so much. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 